Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Wednesday, February 14th. On today's show, we'll discuss the conundrum of financing U.S. offshore wind vessels and how the Year of the Dragon is expected to boost Hong Kong's stock market. Plus, we'll explore the use of Bitcoin to bypass financial gatekeepers. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a reality check for the U.S. offshore wind and vessel financing sector, a key theme at the recent Clean Energy in a Changing World conference, organized by the Hellenic American and Norwegian American Chambers of Commerce. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Finance, Can you tell us more about the issues discussed at the conference? Certainly, David. The panel, moderated by maritime lawyer George Tsimis, discussed both the positive and negative aspects of the current situation. On the positive side, there are various projects still underway. However, there have been cancellations of two high-profile projects off the coast of New Jersey by Orsted and a similar cancellation in the New York Bight by Equinor BP. What's the outlook for the sector, given these cancellations? Alexandra Tabaldi from McAllister Towing, a panel member, stated that the industry expects to reach half of its goal by 2030, which is 14.5 gigawatts. She emphasized that the goal is still achievable, but a way forward needs to be found. She also mentioned that two large projects, backed by Invenergy and Total Energies, were recently approved by New Jersey regulators. What about the vessel sector? What challenges are they facing? The vessel sector is grappling with the discrepancy between the lengths of employment contracts and financing arrangements. Employment contracts are typically short-term, maybe one or two years, while financing arrangements usually require payouts over seven to 10 years. Charlie Papavizas, a partner at law firm Winston Strawn, pointed out that most of the vessels have to be built on spec and term contracts are rare except for service operation vessels. What does this mean for the financing of these vessels? Papavizas explained that the vessels essentially have to be built on balance sheet, meaning that the financing is not dependent on full payout from a lengthy charter. This uncertainty in the market makes lenders very nervous, according to Tabaldi. Are there any potential solutions to these financing issues? Martin Lunder from Green Harbor Advisor and Paul Leand from AMA Capital Partners suggested that private equity financiers are looking at the offshore wind sector due to their need to invest in projects tied to environmental benefits. Additionally, Papavizas pointed out that federal government backing plays a key role in financing Jones Act compliant vessels, which are requisite for working in nearly all aspects of the US projects. What about the role of the legislative branch in supporting offshore wind projects? The legislative branch is currently embroiled in intense partisan battles over other issues, which could distract from funding for offshore wind projects. However, a report from the Congressional Research Service noted that Congress could increase the total amount of loan guarantees available by appropriating funds to the program. Thanks for the insights, James. Now, shifting our focus to the East, Hong Kong's struggling stock market may be in for a change of fortune. The Year of the Dragon, considered auspicious, has historically seen positive returns for the Hang Seng Index. With rate cuts and an improving Chinese economy, 
finance officials are hopeful. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this trend? Yes, David. The Hang Seng Index has indeed seen positive returns every time the Year of the Dragon has come around. Financial Secretary Paul Chan Mopo pointed out that Hong Kong stocks posted positive returns in the past four years of the Dragon. The last year of the Dragon in 2012 saw a 15% gain, which was attributed to relaxed central bank policies globally. And what is the outlook for this year of the Dragon? Chan is cautiously optimistic about this year of the Dragon. He believes that the stable and improving mainland Chinese economy will bring a positive atmosphere to investment sentiment and the asset market. He also emphasized the importance of innovation and finding good development opportunities in the future. But the Hang Seng Index did not fare well last year, correct? That's correct. The year of the rabbit, which ended on February 9th, saw the Hang Seng Index slump by a record 29%. However, HKX Chairman Laura Cha remains optimistic. She disagreed with the pessimistic view that Hong Kong's best days are behind it, stating that the city always recovers and bounces back. What are some of the factors that could support this recovery? Cha pointed to several advantages that Hong Kong possesses, including the rule of law and market transparency. These factors, she believes, will support recovery and bring back investor confidence. Additionally, despite the challenging macroeconomic and geopolitical backdrop, Hong Kong's markets have demonstrated resilience, with derivatives, fixed income, and ETF trading volumes reaching record highs. And what about the future? Are there any opportunities on the horizon? There certainly are. The transition to clean energy, new technology, and the increasing relevance of Asia to the global order are all seen as opportunities to be captured. As China continues to grow and Asia represents more of the world, places like Hong Kong will be needed to provide access to these opportunities. That was Simply Finance reporter Michael. Thanks for the insights. Speaking of finance, let's shift our focus to the world of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin stands as a beacon of change in a world dominated by large financial institutions, driving forward inclusion and diversity in the financial sector. Today, we're looking at two innovative projects, Fediment and Cashew, that leverage Bitcoin's potential to revolutionize our interaction with money. Bella, our correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about these projects? Certainly, David. Fediment and Cashew are projects that utilize Bitcoin to create decentralized banking systems. Fediment, for instance, uses Bitcoin to create a community custody and financial inclusion protocol. By pooling their Bitcoin holdings, communities can form a federated mint operating on collective consensus. This model enhances security and privacy and instills a sense of community ownership and financial autonomy. Interesting. And how does Cashew fit into this picture? Cashew, like Fediment, builds on Bitcoin's technology to decentralize financial power. It provides a secure and private platform for individuals to manage and transact in digital currencies. Both Cashew and Fediment represent a move towards financial self-sovereignty, filling the void left by traditional banks that have often failed to cater to the needs of the masses. How do these projects differ from traditional cooperative bank setups? Unlike traditional cooperative banks, where bureaucratic hurdles and regulatory gatekeeping can limit establishment and access, mints like Fediment and Cashew offer a groundbreaking approach. They remove barriers imposed by paperwork, 
governments, or traditional banks, democratizing finance in a way that allows anyone to participate. In this model, the community itself becomes the bank, representing the principles of decentralization and collective ownership. And what impact do these initiatives have on a global scale? These initiatives are part of a broader movement to challenge big banks and the conventional financial establishment. They signal a redistribution of power within the global economy, marking a step towards a decentralized and equitable financial future. The impact of Bitcoin in these projects is especially significant in emerging economies plagued by financial instability and inequality. In countries like Venezuela, Africa, and Lebanon, Bitcoin has emerged as a critical tool for citizens battling hyperinflation, high transaction fees, and financial restrictions. So what does the future hold for projects like Fediment and Cashew? As these projects thrive, they don't just challenge the status quo. They lay the groundwork for a future where financial liberation and access are not privileges, but rights accessible to all. They represent a move away from reliance on large corporations and towards community empowerment. The rest of the world may follow. Recognizing that the path to true financial inclusivity lies not within the walls of towering banks, but in the collective hands of empowered communities. Thank you, Bella, for that enlightening discussion on the potential of Bitcoin to drive financial inclusion. Speaking of innovation, let's shift our focus to the rapidly transforming world of business models through artificial intelligence, or AI. The emerging generative AI and advanced applications are presenting new opportunities for AI in finance and accounting. From generative AI to machine learning and other foundation model solutions, we're entering a new era of AI innovations. Abby, a correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to discuss this further. Abby, can you tell us more about this new frontier in AI and how it can work for finance and controllership? Certainly, David. AI is a large umbrella encompassing many technologies, some of which are already widespread in society and businesses. When we talk to digital assistants, use autocomplete, incorporate process automation tools, or use predictive analytics, we are using AI. However, AI is entering a new era. It's transforming from rules-based models to foundational data-driven and language models. These tools include everything from intelligent automation to machine learning, natural language processing, and generative AI. They present new opportunities, possible benefits, and many emerging risks for finance and accounting. Can you explain what generative AI is and how it works? Generative AI is part of the new class of AI technologies that are underpinned by what is called a foundation model or large language model. These large language models are pre-trained on vast amounts of data and computation to perform what is called a prediction task. These predictions can then predict or generate a broad range of new tasks. For generative AI, this translates to tools that create original content modalities that would have previously taken human skill and expertise to create. What kind of applications does generative AI have? Generative AI has a wide range of applications. It can generate text that can summarize existing articles or write new original content produce high-quality speech for narration and dubbing on videos and presentations, generate abstract or hyper-realistic images and videos given text inputs from users, and even generate 3D objects given text prompts and 2D inputs. And how can these applications be beneficial for finance and accounting? 
The opportunities generative AI presents to finance and accounting are tremendous. It can act as an operations force multiplier, summarizing and simplifying long texts, answering questions, or addressing customer needs, transforming and generating content, and generating logical analysis and reasoning. It can also guide decisions and focus on critical tasks, produce trends reports, proposals, RFPs, and data, make classifications or analyses, create training manuals, vision models, brand libraries, and graphics, and reduce the burden of human interaction for many tasks. Can you give us some examples of how different functions within finance and accounting can use generative AI? Certainly. Controllership can use generative AI to systematize recurring entries and reconciliations, review and analyze contract terms, and prepare internal and external financial reporting. Strategic finance can use it to assess corporate development deals, run due diligence, identify opportunities for capital optimization, and perform risk assessments. Internal audit can use it to proactively detect and prevent fraudulent activities, analyze data and generate audit reports, and determine compliance with regulations. Financial planning and analysis can use it to predict income statements, balance sheet and cash flow, automate the creation of data visuals and presentations, provide quick reporting and commentary, and perform quality checks. That's quite a range of applications. What's next for AI in finance? The potential benefits of generative AI in finance are vast, but there are also risks associated with it. It's crucial to manage these risks with a framework that can enable a successful AI program. In the future, we'll likely see a deeper exploration of these potential benefits and how to manage the associated risks. That was Simply Finance reporter Abby. Thanks so much for being here. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.